Hello, and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the Story Screen Presents podcast where we go see a brand new movie and then we come back to this microphone and share our thoughts, our first impressions with you, the listener. It's been a while. It's been a while. I feel like that's not the first time I've said this this, this year. Yeah, we got busy lives. It's busy. It's busy it's time. It's busy running movie theater. It is busy running and, movie theater. Uh, it's busy seeing movies. It is. Yeah. It is. Uh, I'm Jack Kolodeski, joined as always by my hot take partner, brother, comrade. Oh, stop. Robert Anderson. Hey, how's it going? I'm, I'm good. How are you, Robbie? I'm good. Good. We just saw a movie. Mm, much anticipated film. We did. I've been anticipating this one for, I guess, about two years. Two years. Uh, ten years each. Yep. Plus uh, seven more years on top of that. Right. Yeah. That math checks out probably. Yep. Yep. I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to check it for in you right movie, now. In, in, in uh, the context of the film's lore. Right. That's how much time has passed. Yes. Yeah. Mike, uh, just when you edit this, just check that math. And if it doesn't check out, just cut it out. Just get rid of it. And if it does work, then cut this part out. And yeah. the, the listener won't know the difference. Cool. We'll, do, we'll take a quick... Editing magic. Done. Um, we saw It Chapter 2. Hey. By Anthony, Anthony Buschetti. Buschetti. Uh, Muschetti. Muschetti. Uh, I think it's the, it's the technical way. The fun way to say it is Muschetti. Uh, I'm, I'm getting him uh, confused with Buschemi. Buschemi. Um, our old buddy Steve. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it... Um, thanks for listening, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Love you. Um, what did you think of It Chapter 2? <laughs> The much-anticipated It Chapter 2. The squeakle to It Chapter 1, the uh, second the chapter. Second, the, the redo of the original It miniseries right, with correct. Tim Curry as Pennywise, the dancing clown, and the other people who were in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll i say this, the fil- and we like to do spoiler-free in this first chunk, yep. so we will not be spoiling it. No spoilers. Word. I don't know how you... Handle spoilers on a book that's like probably going on forty years old. Sure, I'd imagine. I'm curious how similar this even is to the book, though. I especially, the, the especially like the second, like the it chapter two. Could not um, tell you how it compares to the book. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'll probably my, consult the internet later. They, there's probably a think piece or two yeah. out there. I will say this: uh, I think the film is entertaining. I think the film looks good, despite having a little extra CGI that I don't necessarily need. I agree with you 100% yep. there. I think it has a really nice look to it. Yep. Especially, like, right when it started, I was like, wow, this this has got a strong I, the, look. The movie, like, really hooked me early, I'll say that. But, uh, it does go t- a little too heavy on the CGI. We'll, go, we'll come back we'll, to that. We'll get there. That might be more of a spoilery talk. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I like the movie. Um, but I think in terms of, like, structure, plot... Uh, is where it really does not shine. No, you know, no. I kind of think all the other elements, like all the other pillars of the film, like mm-hmm. kind of really stand up on its own and, and are very good. But I think when it comes down to the nitty gritty, like plot structure of of the movie and and character arcs and things like that, it's just a little flat. You know, you have some really standout performances, but there's no arcs in the film, if you ask me. Yeah, um, dude. And I'm with it's a little bit of a bummer because it is a highly anticipated movie. But you know, in terms of it being like beginning of the fall uh you know end of like the blockbuster season this is kind of a nice way to go out you know because it kind of feels more in line with like maybe like a it feels like a big blockbuster at oh it's It's, certainly it's kind of more actiony at moments than it is even a horror film it's very interesting because it is certainly 
You know, I think you it's it's definitely still a horror movie. Um, yeah. Although I think we both agree that it probably works better as a comedy than a horror movie. I think Our the audience highs, and I was laughing a lot during the film. Yeah, I think it has more comedic highs than it does horror yeah. highs. And that's not in a like cheeky like the the movie's not like self aware. The movie is like uh, you're like making fun of the movie. You're the laughing movie is, with is, it. The, yeah, you're yeah, laughing. Yeah. With it. The movie's objectively funny. They're yes. like hilarious at times. Um, and, uh, I, I definitely agree with you that it, it looks good. I think it goes a little too heavy on the CGI at points. Yeah. Um, and I think the performances are really good, but I'm with you. I think the, the writing just really like does not work for me in this movie. And I think yeah. like, it's a little convoluted. The, you know? the, 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 it's definitely convoluted. It, there's a lot of kind of like back and forth, um, with flashbacks and stuff that yeah. get pretty confusing. Um, and don't really, it doesn't really matter like the continuity of it, but it, it is for one thing. There's something I, there is like a moment in the film where I straight up got taken out of it. Cause I was like, when the fuck does where this are take, we? Yeah, when yeah. does this take place? Um, I have no idea. I think I figured it out, but I mean, a lot of the film is playing with memory and yeah. it's about memory and, and memory is a fickle thing. So like it, that works, but I, I just think it's, it's clumsy overall. Yeah. I think the movie's very clumsy. I think it's also, you know, after just recently rewatching it, chapter one, I almost think it's like a detriment to this film because a lot of what the movie's trying to do, uh, almost like pulling from its own nostalgia of like two years ago, Dude. I'm just like, yo, I just watched because I've seen it chapter one twice. Most recently, I saw it like a week ago from the time of this recording. Uh-huh. Like, uh, I'm just like, yo, I just saw this movie. Like, yeah. I just like guys, mm-hmm. like I just, you know, and I, I, I don't know. I don't know how much they think we're going to forget in two years, even if I hadn't just seen the movie again. I don't know. I saw the movie twice when it came out. Um, yeah. Those were the the heydays, the glory days of movie pass. So oh, yeah. So you I can saw really it. see it every day. We'll I saw it for our podcast once and then I went to see it again with some of my coworkers. So like, but that was, I haven't seen it yeah. since. Um, and that was a movie that I liked. Uh, again, we, I, we had some yeah. similar criticisms, I think. And those yeah. criticisms, I, I, I very specifically remember saying on the podcast last time that there are some major criticisms criticisms I have with the movie that I hope that it kind of addresses in the second one. Yeah. And this movie makes pretty much every single mistake that the first movie does again. And yeah. to your point, having just seen it a week ago, I again, I have not seen it recently. Sure. But I still remember that this movie pretty much follows almost beat by beat. It's almost exactly the same yeah. movie. Yeah, and like especially when you get to the last act, where you're just like, I mean, of course they have to end up here. Where else are they going to go? It's just like, oh man. They I even don't say know. that like, a little bit of spoiler. They kind yeah. of say that in the movie, like, oh, there's yeah. only one place we can go. It's yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's uh, lampshading. Lampshading a little bit. I mean, it, it's a it's a strange film. You know, I think. The things that really impressed me about it is like its uh, ambition with its scope. Yeah, it, it really is this kind of like lore heavy epic of a horror franchise. And I do and like it feels huge. I like know? the lore a lot. I'm into the lore as well, um, despite it being kind of fed to us maybe through a little too much exposition. I wish there was more lore. I really do. Yeah. I just I wish it was doled that. out a little bit better. Um, I wish there was less of this movie as far as runtime goes, but I wish there was more lore. Um, do both. There's some other – well, once yeah. we get into spoilers, I'll break into some more specific stuff about what I wish it did a little bit differently and the stuff that I specifically did like about it. Mm-hmm. But um, I I think um, to your point, well, It Chapter 1 made a lot of money. 
Yeah, people love that fucking movie. That movie did I extremely really like that movie. well. I, I liked it a lot as well. Yeah. And uh, I'm very curious to see how It Chapter 2 does. I think it's going to blow this. I, mean, I think it's going to blow the first one out of the water in terms of money. You think so? Because I think it's had two years to like, just state. There's you hype. Know? Yeah. yeah I, um, think, I think it's one of those horror movies that like have a lot of hype around it without it being like an animal rises or a conjuring sure. or a, you know, a kind of one of those more legacy horror movies as well. It's also, I think to its credit, um, for a horror movie. And I mean, it is R rated, Yeah, but I think it is a very accessible horror movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about the first one being like almost more similar to the Goonies yeah. in tone than a lot of other horror movies with, you know, the, the group of kids, um, and how it is, it injects a lot of humor in there. The kids have good chemistry with each other. They're all pretty charming in their own ways. Um, and they're, it's that like kind of sense of friendship that is drawing that movie together. And then there's the horror stuff in there as well. And, yeah. um, again, we'll talk in spoilers about how I think the horror stuff works and doesn't work, but this movie is like you said, also trying to play on the nostalgia of, the first movie in a weird yeah, way. Yeah, and it's like, yo, guys, it hasn't been like that long. <laughs> Which is playing on 80s nostalgia in the first place. Yes. But it is interesting to see like the snake eat its own tail in this movie trying to play on this nostalgia of the first movie. Which like, you know, that is a that is very much – we've talked a lot about nostalgia. It's um, a powerful, you know, human – Powerful thing. Emotion. <laughs> um um, I've heard it described as a weakness recently and an interesting thing. Well, what the fuck was I watching? Right? Could, I, I could see that. It argument. might come. It I, might don't come know if, to me. I don't know if I agree, but I could definitely see the valid, the validity behind it. It might come to me later. I, right. I can't remember, but um, I, yeah, I, I think uh, the un, most unfortunate thing about this movie is it does lean too heavily on it chapter one rather yeah. than expand on some of the ideas that they started in it chapter one, which I did like absolutely. Um, and I think instead of taking any of those ideas and progressing them it just rehashes a lot of them and doesn't go anywhere it's kind of more like a, a remix or you know just retelling some of those old older tropes you know yeah or not even tro- i mean i don't even want to say it like it's like tropes which are not a bad thing just kind of like a beat for beat set piece for set piece you know just kind of really retreads the same water and it's um you know it's it's hard for me to you know i wasn't very scared watching this movie there's definitely some like creepy visuals and some unsettling visuals, but I was never really scared. I think because like I, I just was like so prepared for what was happening, especially when they're repeating kind of some of the same quote unquote scares in the last movie. It's just like, yo, I've seen this monster like three times now. Dude, like, the, the you beats, know? the beats are very similar. It's, it's wild. It's wild. And like, I, I don't want to harp on it like too much, but this it's kind of the, it's to the detriment of the film, you know, this is a bit mean, but I, there are parts of this movie I was just like, this is just deleted scenes from It Chapter One. I wonder. I mean, I do think that they. <laughs> I mean, they they filmed it at the same time. Yeah, and they probably you know again like they they filmed a lot of that It Chapter One footage with the kids so that they could insert it. Well, Finn you know? Wolfhard aged a lot if you've watched it, uh, season three of Stranger Things. Yeah, he's so a big boy now. He very clearly that footage was shot in 2016. Had to have been. <laughs> I'm going to say like, the, say like, like uh, they CGI. De-aged him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that during the movie. It's like, hey, what if they de-aged the kids? Because uh, the, the one fully kid. Fully um, CG Finn Wolfhard. Stanley. There's one scene with like Stanley where he's a kid where I'm like, 
you look older, but I feel like they like soft you out. Like they kind of use like a, like the softening brush. Maybe I'm just, maybe that's just like an aesthetic choice, and I'm looking into it too much. Could I don't be. Know. I but mean, there is there is. I like I do like the lighting in a lot of this movie. I the movie is gorgeous. It, Cinematography looks good. Wise? Yeah, it looks Beautiful. good. And they, I I really think they uh they had a higher budget with this movie because of how well um it chapter one did, and I think yep. that shows in a lot of ways. Um, yep. There's some cool color treatment stuff going in there too, or like some scenes get really desaturated in some of the horror scenes, and that is cool as mm-hmm. well. Um, but yeah, overall, I think it's a weaker movie than the first one. Yeah, in in a lot of ways because it leans so heavily on the first one. I think my also my other like big knock, you know, um, is that there's not enough Bill Skarsgård in it. Yeah, you know I what agree. I mean. Like mm-hmm. it, a lot of the scares are like you know it's it's all coming from the same character and or being but he's not always like the actor who's playing pennywise is not always present for those scares you know because he takes many shapes and forms yeah and a lot of that a lot of when pennywise is on screen is just cg monsters yeah when i think really especially when you go back to the original it film tv movie um tim curry's performance as pennywise is what really stands out about that movie yeah that's the thing that people kind of remember that's what they remember and they they remember that i think with some rose tinted glasses because if you go back and watch those movies they're not great movies but tim curry's performance in them is is really standout Mm -hmm. and i think bill skarsgård was really good in it chapter one in the scenes where he is actually acting and those in this movie are kind of few and far between. It just like sucks because like, you know, one of the things that he does super well in the first movie, which is among like, you know, he's he's like the best part of the first movie. The intro sure. to the first movie yeah. is fantastic. It's amazing. But it's a lot of his um his physicality. Yes. And the way he moves his body and the way he contorts himself he, and does things. That, he's incredible. That eyeball thing he just does. That thing, yeah. That's it, not CG. He, he can just can move his eyeball. That. He did it on some late night talk show. He just can move his eyeball. And the thing direction. he does with his mouth and then like the rest of his body too. He's just a very good like physical actor when he's playing this role. Yeah. And they almost like take it away from him in this movie well, at points, you it's, know. It's, it's the physicality of the role is removed by computers. Yeah. So. And it's a bummer because it doesn't make anything more scary. No. You know, and there's, again, like, you know, I, I would say the CGI is impressive. There's a lot of it. It doesn't look bad. To me, it's distracting. Yeah. I think to me at this point, especially with horror, um, so much of horror is what you don't see. And yeah. they use CG very bluntly to show you like a spooky monster. But that spooky monster just looks like a cartoon because it's so computer generated, yeah. animated. Um do you want to – I think we're kind of just harping on the same points here over Yeah, and over no, I'm ready. I'm ready. Um, we can go to the spoiler zone. Um, we'll take a quick – Which will be the majority of this podcast yeah. probably. We'll take a quick break. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about some of these specifics of uh, what we did and didn't like with It Chapter 2. But general impressions, if you're out there maybe thinking about going to see If you're, if you're on the fence, I know we're a little late to seeing it. So this might come out you know, a little bit after you know the first week it's out. But um, – yeah, I think it's worth if, if you really like it. Chapter one, oh for you sure, have to, you have yeah, to. Yeah, go go see, see it. it. Like yeah. you want to see the end of the. And the, I also the, think the story. If you haven't seen it, chapter one, and for some reason listen to this, um, I do think like seeing the whole thing together is very impressive. And I think um, uh, the director even said that he has 
thought about doing like a like director's a cut, cut that kind of puts them both together. Which is kind of weird because, like, can the you second imagine one, how long yeah, that hour shit movie. would be. Well, I would hope that they would cut some shit out of the second one. Oh my god! If you could, if you could uh, turn both of those movies down into a three-hour thing, that'd be more interesting. Hell yeah! Because that's the other thing I don't think we talked about that much this with this movie. So long. It's too long, man. It's, it's so. Too it does not justify its length at long. All. We'll come back to this, but during the second act, when I realized like the thing that it's doing in the second act. I was like, you're doing this again? This whole fucking thing again? We should have seen the flashbacks and like some of the flashbacks that are new. I didn't didn't want to be too specific about that. I was waiting for the spoilers. Well, it's just like you're just like, oh, fuck. It's like, no, (laughs) guys, come on. Anyway, um, yeah, we wouldn't really want to talk about the specifics. So stick around. Yeah, it's easy to harp on the negative things. There's a lot the movie does very well. and, And again, it's very entertaining. I do I, not. Yeah. I don't regret seeing it at all. I, I genuinely either. like had enjoyment while watching it. It's and with a big audience, it's cool. I think it's easier for us to talk about the things that we're critical of yeah. rather than the things that we really liked. Shout out Bill Hader. He rules. Yeah, if you haven't heard yet, he's the fucking he's the king man. of this movie. He's so the man good. again. Gonna shout out Barry because if you haven't watched that show, you yeah. gotta do it. That show. Rules. You've Barry. watched Barry. I've wa- I watched it all in like three days, cool. both seasons. Yes. I was just like, yeah, just put that it's in my veins. Extremely good. It's so good. And uh, more Bill Hader is a good thing. Into that. I like it. Yeah. Cool. All right. We'll see you in just a second. Hey guys, Mike Birch here. Pop in and real quick to let you guys know about all the really exciting things that we've got going on over at Story Scream Beacon Theater. The world's number one movie theater, inarguably. Uh, We've got some really cool festivals coming up throughout the months of September and October. Uh, First up, we have the Beacon Independent Film Festival, which is going to be hosting their five and a half series. Uh, Six will be coming next spring. Don't worry about that. But uh, we're going to be hosting a bunch of stuff uh, September 20th through the uh, 22nd. Uh, it's going to be an absolute blast. Uh, we have uh, some screenings such as This Is Home and Hudson River Stories, uh, The Huge Nasty, and of course, the, the Movie House on Main Street documentary, which is all about the Rosendale Theater and the fight of film versus digital. Really cool stuff. You can find more about that um, on Facebook and Twitter, Beacon Independent Film Festival or Biff, B-I-F-F. Find them very easily. Uh, definitely support them. It's a super, super cool uh, event that they're doing. And we are super honored to be a part of it and help continue their relationship with the Beacon and Hudson Valley community. Uh, also of note is we have the ENE East Northeast Film Festival is coming. Um, it's an amazing international film festival that is mainly based out of Newburgh, but Beacon is going to be operating as a sort of sister city in this, and Story Screen Beacon Theater is the home drop of that. That's going to be going on October 10th through the 14th. Uh, multiple screenings going on all over Newburgh. Um, you can find out more like specifically what they're showing because they are showing a lot. They're showing over a hundred films, shorts, full length, documentaries, animated. It's really, really cool. You can learn more about that at eastxnortheast.com. That's eastxnortheast.com. They're absolutely amazing. Check their stuff out. It's a really good deal for the amount of stuff that you get. It's five full packed days of awesome stuff. And we're going to be hosting a bunch of things, including midnight screenings over at the theater in both Theater 3 and Theater 1. 
Uh, if you're from the area and you've been to the theater, you know what that means. Big stuff. Um, and of course, uh, our own shameless plug tag coming October. Of course, we have to do another Beacon Horror Show. This time it's Beacon Horror Show 5. Um, we are going to be announcing our lineup very soon. Uh, we thought this was like a really good episode to announce this on. So it's going to be October 1st through the 31st, uh, all October long. We're going to be showing at this point now it's at 16 films, but it could go up. We've got some really cool stuff. Well-knowns, not so well-knowns, um, for listeners of our podcast, I guess we can just go ahead and reveal just a couple of them for you guys real quick. Uh, we are definitely going to be showing um, John Carpenter's The Thing from 1982. Um, and we're also definitely going to be showing The Exorcist, uh, 1973. Uh, and that's going to be the week of Halloween. Um, so those are just like a little, ah, fuck it. And we'll also be showing Beetlejuice. So there you go. Uh, so you can look forward to like that schedule coming out. Uh, we're not only just going to be showing revivals. We're going to be showing, uh, some really cool, like really older stuff, but also newer films that are coming out. Uh, we're currently, uh, hunting down a bunch. I don't want to give anything away because nothing's been solidified yet, but, uh, definitely keep an eye out on our social media, our Instagram, our Twitter, our Facebook, our website, storyscreenbeacon.com. Uh, just to make sure that you can check that out. And um, if you yourself are interested in sponsoring any of these festivals or know of somebody who might be, please feel free to extend our contact information to them. Uh, you can tell them just get in touch with Story Screen Beacon Theater, um, info at storyscreenbeacon.com. Uh, we, we would love all the help and support that we can possibly get. And it's a really good way to be able to expose branding and stuff like that. Plus, it builds our logo repertoire. Um so that's it. I'll uh, let uh, Jack and Robbie get back to that spooky talk. Um, thank you guys so much for listening and supporting this podcast. And uh, this is Mike Burge popping back out real quick. So, Robert, yes. now that we are in spoiler zone, I want to talk about the intro of this movie. Because the intro to the first of It Chapter 1, I think, really stands out in my mind. Like, that scene with Pennywise in the sewer, luring Georgie in. Amazing. Having that, like, like the, 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 drool. the drool when he's talking to Georgie and him just, like, thinking about, you know, him, like, just... Eating him up. The, the, the um, aspect of the child predator really, I think... Is nailed in that movie. Is it really – and like Pennywise as a child predator, there's a scene later in the movie where it's it's more of like a child predator kind of thing. But It's very similar. That That is very scary. Yeah. Um, and the fact that like they do – you know, they rip this child's arm off, which is like, you know, violence against children in movies like this is not really something you see a ton. Not, it does not happen very often. And it's very like front-facing and, and it makes it scarier. Yeah, 100%, exactly. You know? The intro to this movie – it's the talking bits, right, from uh, Michael? I'm talking about the like at the so there's a like a little bit before yeah, that up. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Catch up with my uh, with Mike talking mm-hmm. about how like you got to bring people back. Right. I'm talking about the carnival portion. Oh yes, yeah. So I think that was a odd choice. So apparently that's directly pulled from the book. Okay, but and the book was written nearly 40 years ago. So so what we're talking about is that the movie opens with a anti-gay hate crime. Yes. Um, and it is hard to watch. And yeah. the point that was – because I actually knew about this scene before because a, a, a close friend of mine 
who saw it was just like I almost walked out of the movie because like I wasn't fucking almost like you know content warning like was not really prepared yeah I've seen for I've like seen that. it come up before seeing yeah. this as like content warning for the beginning of this movie and uh, you know like I you know, I can I can get it and um, you know apparently what it's used mechanically in the film which I don't think the film does a really great job explaining. Um, Which is a bigger problem that I have with the majority of this film. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it's the idea is that it's the hate crime that like kind of like resummons Pennywise or it's like the inception of him like coming back. Yes. And the film just it's just a random act of really disturbing violence. Really horrible graphic violence. And like so. okay, Discrimination against sexuality is still something that happens, although it's I think I like to think in a lot of places is is less. Uh, no, no, probably not. No. But I mean, <laughs> it, it's a different it's a different. OK, so this movie is using it as a way. Yes. As like yeah. it's it's the fear and the hate in dairy that is really that that the that it feeds off of. Yes. But. The just the mechanics of that scene, like it feels, it feels like a cheap shot in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, and it, it just it, it did not work for me at all. It's also hard because like the, the film needs to explain why it's doing this. Yes, because I do think that if there's an explanation, because I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not going to say that there's anything that's not anything, because there's a yeah, draw a draw line somewhere. But I do think that most things that are disturbing and hard to watch can be in adult rated movies sure. if they're justified to be in the plot for a reason that is serving the story, despite it being hard to watch or hard to understand. Because you know that's how you, you know, show people these things. But you know, in terms of it being justified in this film, um, again, like I knew why they put it in there because I knew it from the original story. But I don't think the film is like this is why this thing is so it's not in the text, man. It doesn't that that's why Pennywise comes back, you know. Yeah, and and, and it, it's aesthetically interesting, but like it seems way out of even Pennywise's mo. Um, in a lot of ways, like the 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 um, aggressors in this case uh, choose to attack these two gay men mm-hmm. um, and just. Beat them senseless yeah. and effectively, they 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 murdered that, that guy. W- probably would have died anyway. He could have drowned from yeah. the savage beating that he received, and then was thrown into like moving water. Right. But then Pennywise like preys on him, which seems like also like out of his mo because this is a grown man. It's who I mean, he's chasing. You know, the the rest of the movie, he's chasing this like group of kids. But, but in they terms have of what the, they have history. He exactly. he wants revenge against. In terms them. of what the first movie has set up for us. Pennywise he feeds on children feeds on children and it's the fear of children that seems to be the most right you know and this guy that he's preying on is probably not even conscious enough to be afraid anymore because potentially he's had the shit. yeah and even like even when he's receiving his beating he's still like yeah talking back to the guy he still says he gets in that little little uh uh little insult there like I, your hair still sucks right right so it's not like I didn't read in the text like this guy. There's like fear coming off of this guy that Pennywise it's a little is. it's a little sense, senseless outside of the senselessness of the violence. And, and, it's senseless for the plot, you know. It does not it does not really make sense for the plot. Like it's yeah. something that if it you have to be really careful. I I think with that kind of um, with that kind of subject matter, like yeah. it really needs to matter for the plot in order for 
that to be okay. It's like it is like the same as like using you know rape or sexual violence Racial as like slurs, as like a other mechanic. hate crimes. Yeah, you know? like because after that scene, the movie drops it and just never comes back to it. Yeah, there's only a little bit more queer subtext throughout the in at the very end of the movie. And I anyway. think that is also handled extremely poorly. It's weird. Uh, we're talking about um, Bill Hader's character. Richie. Richie. Um, they sort of just kind of like throw that in there like, oh, by the way, Richie's gay, which is interesting because Richie, if you remember, does not have any sort of like when they have the, the um, like series of scenes where all the kids one by one in the are getting one. scared by yeah. it. He doesn't have one. Richie does not have that scene. He has kind of one in when they're actually in the house and he gets his uh, missing poster. Right. Which they do again in this movie. Yeah. Because this movie is exactly the same as the first one. This movie, <laughs> it's dude, like it is. exactly the same. One, okay. So. It's wild. So that's, that intro, I think, was poor. Poorly done. I agree. I mean, like, I I just wish that it kind of worked a little bit harder to, to validate why it's there because then it's just senseless and weird. You but know? I mean, if you need to put that in your movie anyway and then you need to do the work to validate that thing for the movie, if that, that's Maybe not... Maybe it shouldn't like, even be there should at all. It should not be there probably. Eh. And that's, it a did fair, not, that's a fair point it too, It did not do either of those things. Yeah. So I, I think that was a bad start. Mm-hmm. And then the movie goes through this kind of montage where Mike is calling everyone and calling calling them back to Derry. Yeah. And that just takes forever, man. Like, you feel the length of this movie. Yeah. In every kind of, like... Because they, they are trying to give each one of these characters their their due, so to speak. Right. And, you know, after once you get to, like, uh, Be- Beth? Be- Bev? Beth. Um, it's just, like, fucking jeez. Like, like, really... Get a move on. And then, that's, and then my other kind of complaint about the film is that, like, I don't think any of these characters have arcs... At because all. it's because it's it's the film writes it in because it's like the film justifies it because they're like oh they forgot <laughs> so they can't like they have to redo the lessons that they learned to the point that they forgot that Pennywise can be defeated if you are not afraid of him yeah and you just insult and him. you just insult him which yeah. you know and it just makes it a carbon copy you know of like the timeline of the first one yes and I mean for these characters it's been twenty seven years so that's for us it's been two years. And for you, yeah. it's been a week. For me, it's so been a week. like, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I think the more I talk about this movie, again, watching this movie, for the most part, I was entertained. Sometimes mm-hmm. I was bored, and then sometimes, yeah. like, so the scenes I think where they're all together and they're all riffing off of each other, I think speaks well to yeah. the performances in this movie. When they're I, in the um, the Chinese food restaurant, good. Awesome. Good. So good. Even when it gets spooky in the Chinese food restaurant, even though I think that's an example of when the CG gets a little bit distracting. Yeah. And also you kind of have to question like um, like why, why is Pennywise taking this form also? I, that doesn't really matter yeah, to me. Yeah, I guess it's just so Monster much. Factory It's just like, kinda. oh, it looks scary, yeah, I guess. I and there's that. some cool – I think, you know, similar to the first movie, I think there's some cool horror design in here. Oh, great stuff. Yeah. But I think the movie is a little bit too – like I said before, the spoiler portion, I said I think horror works best off of what it doesn't show you. Mm-hmm. And this movie it shows, shows you. you everything. Yeah. In a lot of cases in very bright direct lighting and especially my biggest, I think, 
um, criticism of the first movie was the scene where the scenes where every one of the Losers Club goes through their their own individual. They all break up. They all go their separate ways and then they all have their scares. That was kind of One after another. Like that – when you do that, when you create scene after scene where one of the characters goes in, there's a bit of tension. Pennywise comes out. The big monster, he scares them. And then you move to the next one. And it's the same formula over and over again. Yeah. You come to expect the scare. You know exactly when it's coming. It's Even though the, the yeah. monster in a lot of these cases is very cool looking, mm-hmm. it's it, it's a repetition. So there's no there's no suspense because you know yeah. exactly what's happening. And the film doesn't play on that at all. This movie does exactly the same. It's identical. There's even, I mean, even the part where, you know, not to jump ahead too much, but when uh, Mike explains to them that they have to separately <laughs> find their tokens. Yes. Their totems of the past. Which I I, I have to say, <laughs> I walked out for a second because I got a phone call that I had to answer. Oh, okay. During that part where he explains, explains that. And oh. I came back and um, I love you very much, my wife, Eleanor. But my I wife. said to her, I said to her, like, um, what, did what did I miss? And she said, oh, nothing. What I wrong, missed was exactly wrong. how to defeat it. So like – Well, also it doesn't work. Have... It doesn't work anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. But like I missed yeah. probably the most important line in the movie. Like I missed the so, whole MacGuffin part of the movie. It's weird. And it's weird that they have to go back to, to, to acquire their things. They have to – and everything is structurally the same where they – there is a flashback. Then it does a very amazing, for each one, transition to the future or to Mm -hmm. the present. And then they are in a place that has changed from the past Mm -hmm. where this totem is. And they have to be scared by Pennywise again and then acquire such thing. Um, Even though there's some weird scenes like um, uh, Ben's character. He was the chubby kid in the first one, right? Mm -hmm. Ben. Uh, he has his on him the whole time, and he has to still go to his. He goes to the school anyway. Yeah, for no. It doesn't really make sense. Reason because he had it in his wallet. He the says whole time. he had it in his wallet. Yeah, and it's just years. like okay, and um, you know I got my totem, but he. F- but I'm but gonna go to school. Whole, I'm gonna go to school. Anyway. The whole point is that they forgot. I don't listen. I'm not trying to do the movie sins bullshit. Yeah. with this movie, but like this is a little weird. The movie, in a lot of ways, it, it, in the first chapter, it's set up. And I thought this was good. Like yeah. the the scenes where each kid, each kid in the Losers Club is going through their own like fears. The movie is setting up the the like kind of internals of each of the characters and like yeah. what truly scares them, what is truly like traumatic for them. You know, mm-hmm. Beverly, her relationship with her father. Yeah. Um, Eddie's kind of like his fear of everything. Basically, he, he's a it's hypochondriac. Phobia. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he has a very overbearing mother. Um, again, Richie, they skipped more or less. Yeah. Which the thing is like, if he was going to be a closeted individual and that was like his fear, which that is, dude, that is, I think the worst part of this movie is that they did not, I think they decided between it chapter one and it chapter two, that that is Richie's thing is he is a closeted it's hard, individual. It's hard to know if like that, I, I, I in that scenario, I kind of wish I knew if that's something from the book or not. Well, let me put it this way. It's yeah. not in the text whatsoever the in, in It Chapter 1. No. N- at Ze- all. No, 0%. 0%. Yeah. And um, it's only a little bit in 
even the whole time, like, I, I like, kind of maybe thought that could have been it. It's not until the very end of it, well, chapter two. I mean, I'm like, there's the scene where he's playing Street Fighter with a kid, and he seems like he wants to keep playing with the kid. Sure. And then afterwards, when he has his scene with Pennywise, he's like, I know your dirty little secret. And it's like, again, in 2019, I feel like that's just lazy. Like, there's no, you know, like... That kind of like just yeah. uh, a character being closeted and being like worried about it and like a full grown man mm-hmm. dealing with that. It just there's it's just not written into his character in any way that I think it's it's like impactful or meaningful or interesting yeah. or anything. It's just yeah. it's just it's lazy. Weird. It's, it's lazy weird. to me. I yeah. think. I mean, that's you know, I, I don't I always feel weird throwing that that word around. But I. I just think it's handled very poorly, at least, you know. I, I think that the, the disappointing thing to me is, again, that in It Chapter 1, they were setting up these the, tra- the trauma for all these yeah. kids that makes them losers, that brings them together. And they learn by the end of the movie to kind of like with each other, mm-hmm. they can overcome those traumas, they can overcome their fear, and they can beat the monster. Yeah. And like you said, in this movie, they've all forgotten that stuff. So there's... There's less, even less of an arc in this movie. Like, the all the character decisions ver- seem very moment to moment rather than like anything yeah. that is informing the development of any of these characters. I mean, they all have to learn the same lesson. I also think one of the things that I think is, you know, kind of, I think everyone in the movie is very infallible as characters. Like, none of them. Uh, as adults seem to have like done anything wrong or they're just like, no, they're just they're all, like pretty successful. They're all six successful <laughs> yeah. good people. So it's like the idea is like, Oh, we're pulling you guys from, from the escape that you found in your adulthood. But I almost kind of wish like you give these characters some issues that they have incited. Yes. And then that's some of the things they have to overcome as adults. Right. Cause I think that's something, you know, that speaks to me about growing up is that, you know, as in 27 years, you do things that you're proud of, you do things you're not so proud of and you live with mistakes and you have to overcome those and mistakes. There's you know? a lot of interesting material there with how that trauma from their youth could have informed what they do with their their lives yeah. as adults. And there is there is kind of I think it's interesting the idea that they are all pretty successful in their own ways mm-hmm. and that this trauma is pulling them back and that they want nothing more than to forget to this away. trauma and yeah. and they have forgotten and continue living on their lives but it's the trauma that is preventing them from from being autonomous and and being able to yeah. live their lives the but then thing, even but even then their threat with uh, they're all going to kill themselves at some point if they don't deal don't with this do trauma. this anyway so you know yeah. which is like you know maybe uh, not so uh, not so allegorical or very literal allegory. I don't know. Yeah. yeah I mean, I think not so that's, metaphorical. That's, that can yeah. be interesting as well. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the trauma that you deal with in your youth, if you do not address it directly can simmer inside you and can, can cripple you yeah. and can, can rot away at you. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I don't think it actually, really like it's all very surface level like it never really gets down into it like you know beverly as an adult she is married to this guy and she has a very she like has a successful clothing line that she built with this guy yeah but she has repeated the same cycle that she she had with her father where she is with a clearly very abusive guy and they do that in the beginning they do that like again 
just like the scene in the intro, mm-hmm. like violence, like abusive violence against a woman that they just do in that one scene and then they never address it for the rest of the movie. Yeah. And I think that scene is supposed to be so that when Beverly decides she wants to kiss Bill and then later decides that she actually she's in love with Ben is yeah. just so like, oh, well, her husband's a piece of shit anyway, so it doesn't really matter. And again, it's also a repeat of like – it's just a repeat of the first movie. And the movie also completely forgets about Bill's wife who he's married to and he yeah. totally I mean, like has one scene with she, her. Like, maybe sucks. Maybe not enough to kiss another woman. Like, I don't know. a minor disagreement and yeah, then he fair. just like <laughs> goes and makes out with this girl that he knew. Well, they're was. so overcome with nostalgia that they have to do the exact same thing over again. I don't know. Again. Maybe Jack. as a, a newly married person, this is crying <laughs> you a little hard. Then, like it would have otherwise, but like – I don't know dude, about I this, said that out loud. I was like, yo, Beverly and Bill, both married, don't give a shit, are just making out with each other now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, which, Be- which best, honestly, best man doesn't matter to me. Honestly, All right, fine. Buddy. But like – Sure. Put it in the text. Yeah. And I just think – that the movie is superficial in a way that it does not dig into a lot of the yeah. interesting groundwork that it does set up, mm-hmm. which is the thing that I think really disappointed me about this movie. Yeah, man. I mean, that's it's it's so easy to talk about disappointments for a film that you know is you know, two years in the making. You get this really solid outing that really exceeded people's expectations. Walking out of source material. It chapter one. I was like, I cannot wait to see what it chapter two yeah. does. It was also a little bit of it chapter one. I yeah. hope that chapter two alleviates those problems. I think and they the just doubled with, down. I think the thing with chapter one is a lot of it for me was like, I can't believe they pull it off. They're yeah. definitely going to pull it off this time. And like, it's just a lot of fumbles, man. I, the thing that really, one of the, one of the moments that really pulled me out of the movie is, um, is future Richie getting attacked by Paul Bunyan in the past? Yeah, because from that was the first point of the movie. Where I was like, "When does this yes. take place? I have no idea nope. where we are." Yep. And and then I realized using the Beverly scene before that, it's like, "Oh, this takes place in between when he gets punched in the face by Bill." Right. And they didn't show it in the, that movie. And they didn't show it in the first movie. That's very confusing. It's con- confusing. It's very confusing. And I, I think they, they do that with almost all the characters. That's when, that, that's when all those scenes in the past take place. They don't make in sense. in the interim. Because it's, like, it's like, well, then it changes the whole context of the first movie. Yes. Kind of. A little bit. Or it just makes it so it's like, well, they don't matter in the first movie. And it's like, well, then why are we even here? Like, well, that's where it felt to me like the yeah. lead scenes from the first movie. Was that they like also are, they're capitalizing trauma. On. Yes. Yeah. Well, but that's also when it does the color palette shift mm-hmm. in Richie's sort of flashback. That was, really well, that cool. was cool. I like that. That was cool. I mean, even like Paul Bunyan attacking him, too CGI, but design-wise, yeah. sick. Um, you know? There's a moment also where it shows Pennywise's face. I think it's in the Richie scene where it like just kind of warps a little bit. That was cool. That was at the end of when he's like, I know your secret, blah, blah, blah. And his, his he's laughing like and he warping. very gradually starts to that get really stuff, weird. The trippier stuff is cool. Love it. Um, but the directly like – I also liked while we're talking about the flashbacks. OK. I liked Eddie's scene with his mother in the basement of the pharmacy when the monster is like covered up by the sheet. That's creepy looking. That's that was some, cool. That's some Silent Hill shit. Yeah. As soon was, as the, the sheet comes off and you see it's like, again, a weird, like, spooky looking skinny uh, ghost guy. It's actually it's the same exact monster that attacks him in the first movie. Okay. Um, it, it was like a homeless man that then turned out to be a monster. And it, and it has like, um, it's, ba- it's basically like, you know, a hypochondriac. Disease. Disease ridden. Like, like needles. I think, you, I think he calls him a leper. 
Okay. So that's like, and, I, and I'm pretty sure it's the exact same okay. monster. Fine. But still. It's a good scene. I mean, again, like it, it, in terms of design and aesthetics, you know, the, the movie is perfect in that regard. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think, I think in, in those regards, like set design, costume design, aesthetics, camera work. The, and that was my thing I said about the first movie where I had some gripes with it structurally, but in terms of like technical prowess, like film making, it's yeah. <sighs> Blown away. And this movie feel the same way. I, it's just the structure of it because, again, yeah, just like in it, chapter one, well, not even the writing. I'm talking about the structure of how they're presenting these scares. Like, yeah. th- I don't think this movie is scary. No, I don't think it's scary at all. And again, they do the same exact sin that they do in it, chapter one, where they show all those traumatic flashback scenes yeah. one after another. And it's like I said to you, as soon as I started realizing like, oh my God, they're doing it again. The movie, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? The movie, um, and the first movie has this problem too. They, they're so structured and rigid. The film doesn't have enough room to breathe. Yeah. There doesn't have enough room to save these characters and see them do things that are interesting or unexpected. Doesn't remix any of this. Does not subvert any expectations. Yeah, there's, it's, it's very like boom, 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 boom. Very structured. And they lampshade it too because when they're talking about going to get their tokens, they're like, no, no, no we should totally stick together because yeah. when we were apart, that's and when all the fuck just shit. don't and then they're because just like, well, for some never reason, mind, I guess. Yeah. It's like, why don't they all just go to each other's places where they get the thing? Yeah. Why does it – why does it have to be separate? And, and it's just because Mike is just like – um whatever you have to i don't know you have to because that's know. how we did it in the first time so yeah. this is remember also, the first his, one his token doesn't make any sense that's just the rock yeah it doesn't make any sense yeah it no. should be the gun or something from where his family got burned down or something like that Dude, i don't know I, it just you know whatever more it's i don't know if the movie wants you to think about it that much yeah it's also fair i wish that it did i think yeah. we both wish that it did i think it'd be a really strong movie if it just considered a lot of these things and it's easy to backseat direct and backseat drive on this but yeah it to me it's just too glaring to ignore sure um, and again i did have fun watching this movie i'd agree to even though like it's hard <laughs> for me to ignore a lot of these problems but like talking uh, about it critically is what it falls apart I, my wife is like entertaining i, I like, think my wife said it the best if bill Hader was not in this movie i, I would care far less for it yeah, like 50 percent less yes. <laughs> yeah that's fair he's so good in the movie He's great. Everything he says is great. Amazing. I think James McAvoy is pretty good. I think well. I think the whole cast is good. He's like on fire. Yes. You know what I mean? He is on fire. Yeah. Although um, James McAvoy's doing an American accent is a little bit interesting. Yeah. I mean, he's done it before. And but doing this the one American accent with the stutter. With the stutter. That's yeah. when it gets a little weird. Yeah. But uh, it's fine. How, how do we also the Stephen King cameo is great. And I knew I did like I, that. I also thought it was good because when they first present James McAvoy's character as an adult, I was he's like, a writer. he's a writer. He has bad endings. Yep. Very heavily criticized. Yep. Now he's he's in the adaptation business, which yep. is a tumultuous for him. Yep. Sounds a lot like someone we know. That's funny. Very cool to put those like two that. together. Very, very into it. Yes. Good um, scene. I'm glad that that scene did not turn into Penny. He. Stephen King did not turn into Pennywise. I kind of was like, I'd be into it if it happened. I, I wouldn't hate it. I, but that was the one scene where it subverted my expectations because yeah. he goes into that creepy antique store. He's got the bike and you're like, oh, uh, Stephen King going to turn into Pennywise. Yeah. No question about it. And they didn't. Yeah. He was just like kind of a weird older dick. dude. <laughs> kind of a dick. I like the line yeah. where he's like, he asked him if he wants him to sign. And he's like, 
nah, nah, I'm good. Didn't like the ending. That's good. Uh, I want to talk about lore. Yes. But maybe in reverse order in the way that we get the lore pieces. I okay. want to talk about first mm-hmm. uh, Bev's scene in the house where we learn about Pennywise – like the inspiration the for him to take that form. Yeah. We don't get a ton of lore there, but I just really enjoy the scene where he's putting on the makeup and like yes. cuts in the lines the in lines. his makeup. I yep. thought that that was cool. Was great. Not a ton of like explanation of what's going on. That but it's scene, cool. I think that scene is really good. Well, that's and the first trailer is that whole sequence. Yeah. And like, I remember being like, yo, I'm in. That's the thing is I think that the trailer was really good because <laughs> it was basically just that scene. And that, and that scene cool. is good. That scene's But cool. having seen that trailer a couple of times, now that I'm actually seeing the movie, it's like, yeah, okay, well, I've seen this. So yeah. a little bit, it's, you know, it's sort of a catch-22. Like, you yeah. need a good trailer, sort of. People are going to, It Chapter 1 was really successful. Well, the thing so you don't get in the trailer it. also is, like, the old lady who turns into the CGI monster. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, like, the end of it where yeah. it leaves off and it's, like, shows you the rest. But even that CGI monster, like... Looks cool, but is not it was scary. Very CGI monster. Yeah, um, it's cooler when they actually show Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise, like not in his makeup it and was putting cool. the makeup like, on. I was like, "Ooh, this is sick, that was cool." Kinda. I like and then that. Uh, what precedes that scene is is what teaches it's it's the big exposition dump of the origins of it. Kind of. Well, well, what's what's your because like you know in terms of like getting lore, that scene has the most right. So I don't know. The I know that there's a lot of Stephen King lore around Pennywise and the Dark Tower yeah, stuff. He exists outside of just and I think it. that I think that stuff is really cool. Um, yeah. So they talk about the deadlights being there for billions of years. They talk about people fighting it, a so tribe of it is different than the deadlights. Oh, not, so I don't know. I thought so they were the, the same. I thought the they thing. were the same. I think that. It could be what that woman is describing to Bev is like sort of unreliable narrator sort of thing. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, yeah, my father joined the circus, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, in terms I of family lineage, really, I mean, probably not. I don't no, really know that's really not. what Pennywise was or if he's just inventing that because it seems like he's like a cosmic being. I mean, to my understanding, I think I think Burge is the one who told me about this. I almost wish he was on the podcast because I think he read the book and saw the original and this. So as always, oh, I, don't I get wish. Me wrong. I always wish Mike. I, that's I always wish Mike Birch was here. But he's a very busy man. He's running. He's, a, he's running a movie theater. He's doing a lot of. He's yeah, doing he's a lot of shit. Busy he's a busy boy. But um, that busy. all being said, he's the one who kind of told me that like Pennywise or it liked Pennywise the clown so much. Like in the past, like he okay. saw this thing. He was like, "Ooh, I like that," and he you know took him basically and inhabited him. Got it. Used him as a mask. Not not too unlike um. Farouk, the Shadow King. I was just going to say that, yeah. dude. They're very similar. They're very similar I was characters. just going to say. Yeah, Farouk and using, um, what's her name? Uh, I forget the character's name. Lenny. Lenny. Yeah. I was just going to say that. Wow, nice. Yeah. Cool. On it. Um, so not not, a, not necessarily a spoiler for Legion. So like, if you haven't seen Legion, see Legion. You watched Legion, fucking yeah. awesome. But so, okay, so Pennywise yeah. ostensibly was a real person. Maybe that the Probably monster not a bad is sort dude. of like maybe though like maybe. he kind of feeds off that negative energy. So also maybe true. Yeah, he so was maybe like, he was bad. Yeah. If he was like a serial killer kind of thing, he preyed on children, and then the yeah. monster kind of co-opted that sort of whole mo, and that became its thing. Yeah, maybe. So, so I don't know. I'm gonna go watch some YouTube videos probably on Stephen King lore. Yeah, I'm into it. 
I would do that, but I also like I got like quarter of the way through reading Dark Tower. And I'm just like I don't want to spoil it because I want to read more Dark Tower. I'm probably never gonna read that. So it's a uh, it's not easy it's not easy to read. Bernadette, uh, another voice of the podcast, and is a great person. She, I think, is almost done with all the Dark Tower. Wow. Another person who I would love to have on, yeah, to talk about And that stuff gets really meta, and I I wonder, because they showed the trailer for Dr. Sleep for this movie. Yeah, I don't know how much interconnectivity they both. This is a WB production. Yes. Yes. Uh, Is Dr. Sleep as well? I'm pretty sure. So, I mean, movie cinematic universes are all the rage nowadays. I don't know if they would necessarily do it with this. I think um, Castle on Hill Rock, I've heard, uh, which is a Hulu original series, which um, I think is supposed to be kind of like another, almost like the Dark Tower, but a little different, where it's like the intersection of a lot of Stephen King narratives. Sure. I mean, it. um, sorry, the Dark Tower movie obviously died. It's terrible. Yeah, the fucking worst. Yes, go um, listen to that podcast if you have. Not. Yeah, if you want to hear some weird shit, yeah. I also would watch it again because it's so bad. It's um, one of those movies. I never saw it. You don't need uh, to. I just listened to the podcast. Fuck, you don't fucking. Need um, to. but it's almost a little bit disappointing to me because I would because I like the lore stuff about this so much yeah. that I would like to see that come to more fruition. I would like to see more of that. Yeah. Well, but, I don't know if you've heard this quote, but um, is it Andy or Anthony Muschietti? It I is. believe it's Andy. Andy Muschietti. Uh, Andy Muschietti said that uh, there's enough – because someone asked him, it's like, would, they, would you ever do an It Chapter 3? And he's like, there's enough lore where I would. And, you know, I'd be down with like a Pennywise Origins story. Just don't call it Pennywise Origins for the love of fucking God. They're just going to call it Pennywise. Yeah, I'd watch that still. Not to be confused with Pennyworth, the show about the butler who raised Batman who is now cool. Or Joker, the other clown that they're making. You know, that's just his origin story. I don't want to talk about that yet. Um, yeah, <laughs> we're going to have to deal with that eventually. Um, but yeah, so that scene where where Mike um, <laughs> drugs uh, Billy. I like that too. I like so that I scene. So don't, I don't like that scene really. I like drug scenes in movies. I, like I mean, maybe, again, scenes. like maybe aesthetically it was fine. But like I was just like, yo, what the fuck's going on? It was a little weird with like, you know – when movies just kind of co-opt the mystical Native American stuff is always a little yeah, bit Yeah, and like that, that might be from the OG text, but it's still kind but of But again, weird. dude, the OG text, especially, you know, Stephen King, everybody knows Stephen King writing in the 80s. A little there weird. are definitely things about that book that they very specifically chose to leave out. Oh, especially in Night Chapter 1, yeah. Yeah, so... There's some questionable shit in this movie that is like, oh, yeah, well, if it was in the original, but like, yeah, yeah maybe retweak that shit. Maybe retweak Let's the like, what we're very homophobic scene in the, that sets up your entire movie. Yeah. Well, because it's not like, you know, it's not showing homophobia in a way to be triumphant about it. It's showing to be It's like, not critical about no, it. Like, it would be yeah. one thing if those, the bullies that beat up. Those two men got their comeuppance. Got their comeuppance, but for all we know, they don't. And even and even that's even that's like problematic because it's kind of like you know movies where you have like uh, a woman get like attacked or sexually assaulted, and then she ends up killing the assaulter. It's like that's not necessarily always the best way. That's like one way to try and solve that issue, but like that's not always like the best way to handle subject matter like that. It's just to have the just to have the uh, abuser or attacker get their comeuppance is not enough to justify the thing, Right. right? 
Right. Yeah, definitely. But the way this movie just completely drops it and moves on is Weird. even worse. It's kind of, yeah, no, yeah. The more I kind of talk about it, I'm I'm kind of right there with it's it. It's not good. But, you know, back to the, the, the exposition lore I mean, scene. Also, this, this movie uses the hard F word twice, like pretty yeah. brazenly. Not a lot of movies in 2019 do that, for better or for worse. Yeah, I mean, again, like, if you're going to use it, make it, you know. Do something. Make a statement. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm not, tell- I'm not trying to censor anybody or anything, but it's like. But like, yeah. you know, say something about it. And I don't right. think this movie is saying anything. It's just using that kind of violence as a way to make the audience feel some sort of way. Right. And like, I felt gross, but like, I just felt gross because the movie's not doing anything with it. Yeah. It's wielding that cudgel irresponsibly. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, yeah, I didn't like the expo dump because that's what it felt like to me was the exposition dump, and then it was just like oh, all the these thing, going back, yeah, the and then it's just yeah. all these like weird, like weird rules. It was just like, yo, like why does it have to be done this way in this order? Why can't they be together doing this thing? Yeah, why are you gonna die? Well, it, turned like, all, it all turned out to be bullshit. Yeah, it anyway. doesn't fucking matter. So that, yeah. that I think is kind of like yeah, maybe what it really you know. stems from. Yeah, um, and then you know we're 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 running out of time, but like. The ending sequence where it's like the big battle was cool. It went on for so retread long. Retread all dude. the same shit, it man. Went, retread some of the same jokes. Yeah. I did like Pennywise Spider. Scared. I heard that's like the, the, OG. the I think the one scene where the CG worked for me was when it's Stanley's head that turns into the, the that monster spider. Sick. That was gross and cool and I like that. Yeah. Also bummer didn't get more Stanley because he died. <laughs> yes. But I don't. Is it Stanley choice. that dies in the original? I can't remember. I wouldn't know. I know one of them dies. They could. I could have seen them like. Can't remember. It. I yeah. can't. I honestly, it's been so long. Since so we got. We have song. two casualties. Um, yes. Yeah. That and Eddie, which I was surprised by. Yep. Oh, and just just to talk a little bit about um, that kid who I thought died <laughs> in the first one by falling down the well, the bully. Oh yeah, and then he kind of becomes a serial oh, killer. Yeah. He, I like I like that. That was cool. A little, yeah. It was. I mean, he got wrapped like, up pretty quickly. But. It was sort of an afterthought. It felt like they were like, "Oh yeah. yeah, remember this guy too?" And it's just like, "Yeah, I do, but I don't really care." And nor are you. It was actually weird using to like this. have him be another threat that gets kind of like, and we're done with that now. For a movie as bloated as this one, don't need it. it. You don't need that no. shit. You could have cut that right out, and it would not dead. have mattered. Yeah, I like it, but it could have been cut. Does that sound about right? Sure. Yeah. Uh, you could say that about many scenes in this movie, I think. <laughs> it's too fucking long. Do we say that? Long. It's yeah, too long. It's too long. It's definitely too long. Um, but yeah, that that ending fight scene, like, again, like, aesthetically, I thought it was cool. It was cool. Yeah. Uh, I really liked the scene where Bev's in the bathroom stall. That and, was cool. And, um... Not so subtle ben period is, metaphors again. They did that in the first one as well. Let's do it twice, man. Let's do it twice. And then having Ben be stuck in the grave... And then they kind of like link up by like flipping the whole staging of it. Like yep. I thought, it was like it's cool as fuck. It's cool, visually cool. Yeah, the, the like trippy scenes, the like non the nonsensical space sense of space yeah. reality bending stuff that it does. Very cool. That is cool visual effects. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Overall, like I I, I was entertained by this movie again i think it works better as a comedy than it does as a horror movie i was laughing more than i felt truly scared and i'm not the kind of person that like i love horror movies yeah but i am fully like in when it comes to getting scared by movies i will i'm happy to let a movie scare me and this one i just 
No. Don't yeah. think any of the scares really worked in a way that was actually like tense. There was not a lot of tension. I had some moments where I was like, ooh, I didn't expect that to happen. But that's, yeah. I wouldn't call that like fear. Sure. So that's more shock value. There are a couple of jump scares in there that are like, okay. But Better those than are your easy. average. Those yeah. are easy. Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, like, again, like the, the, the things about the film that shine for me is its technical prowess. The things about the writing that shine for me is very few and far between, but the comedy is really there. Yeah. Um, Bill Hader. Bill yeah, Hader just kills him. But even, even the guy who plays Eddie is also like – He's funny. Does a and really good job. he really looks like that kid. Shockingly like, so. I remember shockingly. seeing the picture of him like um, like his IMDb profile. I was like, yeah, I can kind of see it. But and then, then you, you do and you're like – There's even a suck. scene – like they realize that they're like, we fucking nailed it with yeah, this casting because they meld the face of the kid into the adult. And it's like, yeah, that really that's does look same. like that guy. Yeah. Yep. Let's let's like throw it. And then um, who, who plays adult Bev again? Um Jessica Chastain. Yeah, she's she's great too. She's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't like her adult version of her as much as I liked her child version of her. That actress, um, the child actress, is also very good. She's, she's also great. in Sharp Objects, and she's been I have in a not couple seen other Sharp things. Objects. It's good. Yeah, I it's remember. A you, I remember you saying it was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, the movie kind of wraps up the only way that it can. Big action set piece. I, I think this movie is going to do well. I think it's going to be received well by audiences. It seems like so far it's pretty mixed reception from critics. I don't think there's any critical reception that's like, we loved it. It's kind of just yeah, like, like, I liked it with <sighs> issues or I don't like it at all. I'm not in the I don't like it at all camp. I enjoyed it. I'm not in the I don't like it at all camp either. Yeah. And I'm, I, I think we've been pretty much spent this entire podcast harping on the things that we don't like about it. They're disappointed. But that's yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's really just because I was pretty hopeful and I, I was majority positive on the first movie with yeah. some caveats. Mm-hmm. And I was really hoping that this movie would address some of those caveats, play to its strengths, really like deliver on some of the character development beats. And this movie just I think it dropped the ball just on doesn't use all its, of those things. It doesn't things. use its time wisely. Like, listen, we're going to have three hours of movie. That's a lot of wiggle room. They did a whole Avengers endgame Dude, in that time almost. If like, your movie is three hours long and you don't have any character development in it, my goodness. Well, they're, they're trapped by their own, like, they're trapped by the whole they forgot everything thing. And yeah, they're very concerned a, with that. And it's that like, is, I don't know, man. For no reason. And, you know... Again, having all the remember instantly. Again, like whatever. <laughs> there is interesting material with trying to bury your trauma and trying to forget your trauma, yeah. and how that can come back to bite you in the ass. Mm-hmm. I don't think they go anywhere with it. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. It, which is the disappointing part. It's a bummer. Movies overall a bummer just because the first one's really cool and there's so many things about even this one that like really work. There's so much that, that worked. Yeah, it's the, like there's the, a lot the, that like is working. It's, well, it, you know? it is almost there. I think I can see how it could work. Yeah, but for me, it it yeah. it missed more often than it hit. I mean, those are always the most frustrating movies. That probably also make for some of the best podcasts, right? These are the most interesting discussions that we have because yeah. if we really love a movie, it's just like, yeah, that fucking ruled. That part's like, cool. So, uh, Baby Driver. Well, we're all, well, we, when we recorded I, that, I remember we were both we just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's, like it more than you. I think, well, it's a different conversation. I think you, I think you, your hot take is different than your now take. On okay, that. well, before we brought this up, I love Edgar Wright movies <gasps> for their he's rewatchability. Saying, he's saying it right now. I will watch Hot Fuzz every day of my life. It is one of my favorite movies. Baby Driver, I enjoyed when I saw it. I don't really feel like I want to go back and watch it many times. I think it's like Baby Driver because it's like very different for him. 
You know, it is. It's a very yeah, it's a, like cool. a departure. That's not to cool. say I don't like his other films. I, yeah. I love his other films, but but like I, it's not as endlessly rewatchable for me because I feel like I yeah. got everything out of it the first two times I watched it, and then that was it. Amen. To each their own, right? Fair enough. Yeah. Well, thank hey. you all for joining us yeah. on this little journey we've had. I miss this. It's been a little while since we've done this. It's been a while. What's, what would be the next? Well, listen, there's a lot we'll of see. movies coming out. Yeah, in we're about to get fucking smacked. So. Saw Loose today. That was cool. Yeah. I liked Loose a lot. And yeah. The Farewell I saw recently. I liked that too. Cool. Check those out. It's almost like those are movies that we could have done podcasts on. Yeah. We'll do podcasts soon. Yeah. On more stuff. We'll do more. There's going to be some shit coming out in the next couple of months yeah. that I'm, I'm looking forward to that we will definitely talk about. Right. We're going to listen, guys. We're going to talk about that fucking Joker movie, whether we uh, like it or not. We're going to talk about I don't it. Want, it's so critically acclaimed. I hate it. I, I don't, you know. We'll see. Maybe, we're gonna talk maybe about I'm going to really, I'm going to be like, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix being that, being that Joaquin, sad man. Wa- Joaquin Phoenix is Joaquin a good ass. He's, fucking, he's a good ass actor. I'm sure he does one very of, well. One Listen, of the best. You're already probably tired of the Joker discourse. I know I am. That's yeah. for sure. I'm actually, I'm feeding into it. Like Pennywise feeds on fear. I'm feeding off Joker. You're discourse. feeding off the discourse. I'm powerful now. I'm if very, I'm very, could, I'm about to be strong. If you were a demon that fed off of uh, divisive discourse, well, you'd be Donald You're Trump. Say, That's what, exactly what Donald <laughs> Trump is. So uh, thank you very much for Another listening. Uh, this is not the only podcast we do for, for Story Screen. Hell no. As a family. Uh, there is also... Uh, there is Talking Simulator, which we did recently. We did a Spider-Man yes. episode on Talking Simulator. Yes. There is also Cathode Raycast, uh, which Robert, you just did a Legion season with, three with I Bernadette. Did. Uh, Bernadette is the host of that episode. We did a Legion season three. Her and I loved it very much. Had some had one of my favorite conversations I've ever had on the microphone with Bernadette. Yes. I think cool. she agrees. Yeah. Awesome. I will. I'm very look, much looking forward to. You got to watch it, dog. Watching Legion watch season shit. three. Get I'll mind. get around get to it. I will. Fucked. I'd like to get my mind <laughs> fucked. I enjoy that. Um, I'll get there eventually. Um, and there's loads of other stuff that you can find on storyscreenbeacon.com. There's loads of other reviews, articles, all kinds of stuff. You can also find some movie showtimes on there for. Story Screen, the uh, independent movie theater in Beacon, New York. Yeah, man, come come here, girls and guys, and come and talk to Robbie. Whatever. If you yeah, loved it, film. Chapter Two, tell Robbie about that. I won't be there probably for you know unless you catch me while I'm seeing a movie. Seeing a flick. Come see Loose. Uh, the window's probably small. I would like to see Loose. Yeah, very much. Um, um, but I would love to talk about it, Chapter Two. Whether, whether if you loved it way more than me or hated it way more, yeah. or are aligned, I'm down to see it and listen or talk about it. When Robbie's here and he's behind that counter, he's a captive audience. He can't go anywhere. So excited. He literally can't leave. No, yeah, I have to talk so to you. So you can talk to him. <laughs> There's been a few people where they're like, you want to talk about Lion King? I'm like, no, I, I guess I am now. Yep. Uh, I mean, stuck. he might he might have a line which he needs to address. Yeah, if I have and to give someone some popcorn, you, you got to go. Be considerate. <laughs> but otherwise. I'll talk. He's not going anywhere. It'll be buds. It'll so. be fun. Try it. And fun. while you're at it, you can buy a fucking t-shirt. Thank you very much. We got them in S, small. We got them in M, medium. We got them in We L, don't have to go through this large. whole thing. You're out of XL. All right. Might be good to know. But you can get them through our website. Okay. XL on the website. XL on the, I think so. We'll see. You can try. Hopefully. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's enough rambling from us. 
Thank you very much for listening. Thank you. I'm Jack Kolodzeski. Robbie Anderson. And we'll see you soon. Peace. Bye. It like hurts to open them. Oh, you really gotta jam your finger in there. Jam. Welcome to the jam where everybody jams their finger in the thing. All right, is that how goes? I think so. I think it's. Other well, way. is it on Pac Man? It is on Pac Man. So if it's on Pac Man, I think we have to. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, we know. Now it's on Pac Man. So Pac Man needs to be like, because this is the. It's like that way. Cool. How many times have we done this before? I know. Every time. Okay. Mm. Ah, it's gonna be a... Let me hear you. <laughs> 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 Pennywise the dancing clown. Pennywise the dancing cl